Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Peasant Party Podcast. I am your host, Charlotte Warren, and I am actually really excited to have my guest in here in studio today. I'm going to just turn it right over to her. Everyone, meet Jamie from Talkify. Jamie, you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, everyone watching and listening. I'm Jamie Johnson, and I am a matchmaker at Talkify, and I'm so excited to be here with Miss Charlotte and to jump into all the nitty-gritty of Talkify matchmaking and everything that comes up. Yeah, so I guess before anything happens, what what is Talkify? So we should probably get into that. Talkify is a matchmaking company, and they're the biggest matchmaking company in the U.S. right now. We have the largest database of singles across the U.S., and we make matchmaking available to anyone and everyone. If you are a human being, we can work with you and help you find the love that you've always wanted. So that's what Talkify is. Nice. And I I feel like sometimes when people hear matchmaker, they think of either Fiddler on the Roof or they think of the scene in Mulan where she's going to the matchmaker. (laughs) What does a modern day matchmaker look like? Yeah, I love I love that reference of Mulan, by the way, because prior to even finding out about Talkify a few years ago, I thought that matchmaking was kind of a thing of the past. Like Mm -hmm. my parents had an arranged marriage. My aunt played matchmaker for my mom and my dad. And I kind of thought that that's the way that it was. And it's not. Um, A matchmaker makes dating easier. So Mm -hmm. all the nuance that comes with dating these days, like coordinating and the swiping and the time and the having to get to know someone the best that you can takes a lot of time. And so matchmaking takes all of that out. What we do is... Listen to the client, of course, find Mm -hmm. out what are they really looking for, what's really important to them, what's worked in the past, what hasn't worked in the past, and how to make their life easier by finding them quality candidates that meet what they're looking for. Nice. It sounds like, it kind of sounds like, because I have a lot of friends who are recruiters, it sounds like a recruiter for your dating life or like a headhunter or something like that. It's literally what I say, that I'm a headhunter for love is what I call myself. (laughs) Nice. And, And so what's your background? How did you become a matchmaker? Yeah. So I started out as a relationship coach and I've been doing that since 2017 and one of my coaching clients actually signed up for Talkify a few years ago and was like hey Jamie you should look into this Mm because I had set him up on a couple dates within my own network Mm -hmm. but of course my own network is limited to the people that I know I don't have a database of over a million singles so Mm -hmm. I looked into Talkify and I became a matchmaker with them it was a fit overall so that's awesome. Yes. Nice. So, so it's, yeah, it sounds like um, then like a lot of the matchmakers are really experienced. You've talked to a lot of people, um, you know, you've had kind of work in the past, um, you know, working with different daters and whatnot. So you guys know your stuff. Yeah, I will definitely say that. And all of the matchmakers from what I know about them are very intuitive mm-hmm. and Uh, have integrity. So they're not looking to just set dates up just to set them up. Mm -hmm. We all are on this mission of just having people find love. And um, we really do believe that no one is exempt from love, that everyone deserves it. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know if that answers your question. No, it absolutely (laughs) does. I think because sometimes people are like, okay, you know, what is a matchmaker? But who is my matchmaker? Because dating is so personal to people. Yes. Um, so I think people are probably curious, hey, where'd, where'd this person come from? What what do they know that I don't kind of thing? Yeah. No, that that's super awesome. And so I guess kind of as far as we've talked a lot about like kind of what Talkify is and, you know, people that are clients, how does somebody become a client in the first place with Talkify? Like, what is kind of 
the process of how somebody gets started with you, what happens after they filled out, say, that form on the website? Yeah. Then what happens? Well, listeners, you are in luck because Charlotte has a um, link for you to utilize, and we can get into that later in the mm-hmm. conversation, of course. But that's, I would say, the best place to start. So you create a profile in the Talkify database, and what that gives you is the opportunity to be in the pool for free, which mm-hmm. you one would normally have to pay for. It's complimentary for people listening today. And from there, you have the option to essentially upgrade Mm -hmm. into becoming a paying client if you want a more curated experience, if you want a love headhunter, if you will, that's Mm -hmm. looking for matches specifically for you. But if you're like, you know what? I'm curious about this matchmaking thing. I want to give it a whirl. I want to see what's out there. I want to see where things go. Then um, we have a link for you to use to become a member of Talkify. Got it. So there's kind of like two schools of thought, maybe, you know, one, um, you're the company that hires the recruiter or headhunter and says, you know, go find me a good candidate. And then maybe the other path is you're almost the candidate who hears from a recruiter. Yeah. In a way, that's yes, how you would do that analogy. That's exactly it. Big working professional audience. So I'm trying to fix some analogies that work for them. I love it. And yeah, I mean, because obviously, you know, we said the thought is that matchmaking is a, a thing of the past, you know, filler on the roof, Mulan, things like that. And there is a lot of like modern technology in the form of dating apps nowadays where things are maybe at your fingertips. So why, why choose a matchmaker over dating apps? I mean, obviously there's people who are kind of burnt out from dating apps, but what really makes choosing um, a matchmaker different? Yeah, I love this question because of course people ask this all the time. And there's two facets to this. The first one is the logistical challenges that comes with dating. Mm -hmm. We, a lot of us don't have time, don't want to have time to sit there and swipe, 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 or go and out into the world and look for people on our own. It takes time. Mm -hmm. And then of course the planning, the Mm -hmm. coordinating, the texting back and forth, the ghosting, all of Mm -hmm. these aspects, logistics of dating. So that's one big benefit to matchmaking is it completely takes all of that off someone's plate completely. Like the dates are curated for you. The reservations are made for you. All people need to do is show up and be their most beautiful, amazing, authentic selves. The rest is taken care of. So that's a logistics benefit. And the other thing is that there is an opportunity for feedback. Mm. So part of Talkify is that there's a date feedback form, which Mm -hmm. sounds maybe a little corny to someone who's listening, but it is what I believe one of the, if not the biggest benefit to utilizing Talkify is that your date has the ability to reflect and put in this form um, things that they appreciated about you. Maybe you have like a nervous tick that you Mm -hmm. didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not really present and not making eye contact or something like that. Things that we might not know about ourselves, Mm -hmm. they're able to put that in there so that the matchmaker can relay that information to the client or the or the member. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another benefit. And then also you get coaching from your matchmaker. Um, a lot of people feel really nervous about dating. Maybe someone was married for a long time or mm-hmm. they were in a long-term relationship, whatever the case may be, they're getting back out there and it's nerve wracking. So it's just really nice to have a professional in your corner cheering you on and believing in your ability to find love even more than you do sometimes. Totally. And I, I feel like, yeah, because I feel like that type of feedback or that type of communication is so hard to deliver like face-to-face to a person. Like people are terrified of, of like confrontation. That's why ghosting happens so yeah. much. Yeah, that, that's huge. Like sometimes when it comes from a, a third party, it's just less 
personal in that regard. Um, you're also probably experts at delivering that feedback in a way that's thoughtful and kind um, that maybe wouldn't come from somebody who's not as strong of a communicator. So I feel like that would be like huge for daters. Um, like just curious, like what is like the most common feedback you see come through? Not to gender things, but oh, maybe right. um, among either gender, what do you see like most commonly? Mm, that's a good question. I think... What I see most often, and this is a very general thing, there's really no constructive criticism that comes from this, but people might say that they didn't feel the spark, mm -hmm. they didn't feel the chemistry, which I'll speak to that for a moment, is that these are confidential dates, confidential mm -hmm. dating. In layman's terms, these are blind dates mm -hmm. people are going on. Mm -hmm. So the walls are going to be up inevitably. Mm -hmm. And what I tell all of my clients and people that I meet through Talkify is to take on what I call the three date try. And what mm -hmm. this means is that if there are no red flags on the date, if you have a general sense of getting along with the person, that you're willing to give it three total dates because you're meeting a stranger for the first time. You don't want there to be these rom-com, butterflies-in-the-belly kind of sparks. That would be a red flag, mm -hmm. meeting a stranger. Yeah. You want to trust the process. You want to mm -hmm. be open to the process. And you just don't want to judge the person right away. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most like common first date people end up getting set up on? Like what kind of place? Like is there kind of a, a theme you guys have? Do you cater to the various like clients' needs or what is what is the first date typically look like yeah. on a talk by date? It's a good question too. Typically it's drinks and appetizers. Mm -hmm. Something really casual and simple. We don't want people to have to sit through a play or mm -hmm. a con or whatever, a five course dinner. You're meeting a stranger. So you just want to know that they're a real person and, and meet with them. And if you want to keep the date going, you're more than welcome to but that's most common we have some clients that don't like meeting for drinks and appetizers so maybe we'll do brunch or mm -hmm. coffee or even meeting at a museum or something like that but the thing is because it's confidential dating it's nice to have a reservation mm -hmm. so that the two parties can easily find each other oh that's helpful and having a reservation a host or hostess to lead you to each other makes all the difference in providing ease mm -hmm. on the date that sounds like such an elevated experience, it like is. something you probably wouldn't see a lot nowadays. With Talkify, do you not have like a traditional almost like dating app profile? Like have we done away with those and, and you guys get to sell the clients on, on their behalf, like sell their best qualities? So, yes. Yeah, so we have, we still do profiles, mm -hmm. but only matchmakers can see the Got profiles. It. So nobody else, like mm -hmm. clients, even though they're paying for the service, they don't get to see anyone's profiles, just mm -hmm. like a matchable member or someone who's in the database for free wouldn't get to see anybody's profiles. So only matchmakers are making those judgments. And then from there, the matchmaker, if they feel that someone is a potential match for the client, mm -hmm. they'll schedule an interview and it's over Zoom. It's all virtual mm -hmm. and they'll get to know the individual if they find that it's a fit. And so does the candidate. Then the matchmaker will set up the date. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what do you think, like, what would you say are like the biggest maybe mistakes people make as they're submitting their profiles? Like, um, I'm sure you've seen like a wide range of different um, types of, you know, photos, different types of, you know, facts and information people are submitting about themselves. Um, what would you say like are kind of the biggest mistakes for lack of a better term? I think it's pretty universal. So when people will create a Togify profile, maybe they don't realize that only matchmakers see it, mm -hmm. that like, no guys are going to see their profile. So maybe it's all like, I don't know, bikini pics are mm. all like with the same kissy face. Nothing against that, you know, free will do as you want to do. And in terms of effectiveness, 
with how successful a profile can occur to a matchmaker, we want variety. Mm -hmm. We want to see you smiling. We want to see full body shots. We Mm -hmm. want to see headshots. We want to see you doing what you love Mm -hmm. with people that you love. Ultimately, photos that feel authentic to who you are, that's what we want to see. And I feel like on dating apps too, I haven't been on dating apps in a long time. I'm married and pregnant for anybody who sees this value right here. I think a lot of people can um, feel like they have to present themselves a certain way, mm-hmm. which is just an unfortunate aspect of dating today that we feel like we have to show up a certain way or look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true, especially when working with a matchmaker. We want to see who you are. We want to build authentic connections, mm-hmm. not just like meeting with a hot guy or gal for mm-hmm. one night, you know? Totally. We want authentic love. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I think I always said like, oh, dating app profiles, they should kind of be like, like Barb, like Bar- Barbie's big right now. But um, if you think of like, you know, you have Barbie at work, like Barbie having fun. So like a variety of different location settings that kind of like show you off. So it's yes. really good that you kind of request that. So kind of beyond like the making of the profiles that they submit to you. What about like on the dates themselves? Like what are some maybe like bits of, and I know you said, you mentioned collecting feedback. What are some kind of things that maybe people are doing on dates, maybe nowadays, especially post COVID that maybe are kind of, you know, mistakes or faux pas that you have been seeing a lot? Yeah, I think this is just human nature to be in our heads Mm -hmm. up here versus out here. Mm -hmm. And to kind of put that a little more on the court, we're listening to our perspective of what the person is saying Mm -hmm. versus what the person is actually saying, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So we're judging and assessing everything that's going on versus being curious and open. There's one thing that will have you win. It's curiosity. Mm -hmm. Having radical curiosity. Why did my matchmaker set me up with this person? I wonder why Jamie did this. I wonder what she sees possible here versus I don't like that mole on his chin. Mm -hmm. Why does he talk like that? And oh my God, he talks so loud and Whatever, whatever the brain does, the brain's going to do what the brain's going to do. We can't stop that. But the trick is to not engage with it, mm-hmm. to go beyond our humanity and look at what's possible. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that, that totally, yeah, that totally makes sense. And yeah, I feel like sometimes when people kind of get put on, put on dates are kind of like, hmm, what's here? And people are always just in their head checking boxes. I think that comes from nerves probably. It's so important to kind of keep an open mind in that regard. What would you say, okay, your, your opinion, what is the best, like, what are the best first date questions or topics of conversations? Um, you know, maybe something that like reveals something about a, a person that maybe people, the average person wouldn't think about like top first date question. Uh, that's a good, that's a really good question. I, I'm going to kind of rewind a little bit mm-hmm. because it's easy to think about what to say and what to do, what action to take on a date or just mm-hmm. in general. And what I invite people to ask themselves is, who do I want to be on this date? Mm-hmm. How do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel good. I want to feel excited and I want to be curious. I want to be open and focusing on that what's underneath the actions and the things that are being said is naturally going to unfold into what to say and what to do. So Mm -hmm. I'll first start with that. And to also answer your question, open-ended questions is the way to go. Mm -hmm. No one wants to feel like they're on an interview, you guys. So just, you know, be present, be there with them, look at them in their eyes and just acknowledge them as human to human. I see you. 
we're here together. Let's make the most of it. Let's get to know each other. Totally. We don't know where this can go. Totally. And I, I feel like one complaint I hear about here from like a lot of daters is it felt too much like a job interview, like you said. Um, what are kind of your tips or pointers to make things not feel as much like a job interview? Yeah. Like keep people at ease. Yes. I think one thing is to acknowledge the environment mm -hmm. to start. Because if we're acknowledging what's out here, we're probably not going to be in our heads in here. Mm -hmm. So if I can acknowledge, well, look at this really cool, like green florally leafy wall back there. That's immediately going to pull me out of my mm -hmm. head. So if someone's feeling nervous, that's what I would first encourage them to do. Acknowledge something about the environment. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to pull you out of your head. And then smile, make eye contact. Don't feel like you have to do anything. There's nothing you have to do mm -hmm. in order to be loved, in order to be liked, in order to have a good time. You just get to be your beautiful, lovely self as is and let the rest unfold. I love that. And I feel like a common theme I'm talking about is um, a lot of um, the people that, you know, kind of are, are that are my audience are, you know, working professionals. They've worked really hard, so much so that they've kind of had their head down and they look up and they're maybe in their late 20s and dating had been sort of an afterthought. Um, and it, it's kind of hard. Um, and but at the same time, they're so successful at work, yet dating comes so hard for them. Like, why, why do you think that that is such a common trend? Like, why is it always the successful people of, you know, either gender that seem to have the biggest struggles with dating? Yeah, I think people have it that there's a limited amount of time. And we hear this a lot with women, right? The mm -hmm. biological clock and having that pressure put on ourselves is like, oh, my gosh, now I really need to do something about this. And that resistance to mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. is is the barrier itself mm -hmm. versus if we can acknowledge, hang on a second, it's a long life. There are so many ways to make things happen, whether it's children or marriage or whatever our goal might be as man or woman, it's always going to be possible as long as we're alive. Mm -hmm. There's a woman, just quick like side note, on that. Mm -hmm. there's a woman named Dr. Cleopatra. If mm -hmm. anyone's listening, a woman that feels like you're on a biological clock, I highly encourage you to look up Dr. Cleopatra. She was on Oprah and is pretty well known in like the fertility and women's wellness space. And she just had a baby naturally at like 51, like wow. no IVF or anything like that. So a lot of it is in our heads. Mm -hmm. you know, again, if we can be willing to just step outside of our heads, even for a brief moment, there are endless possibilities mm -hmm. out there. Oh, 100%. And I, I, I hate that narrative so much where it's like 30 is this like magical, scary number. I feel like I see like successful people over the age of 30 get into what, relationships, get married all the time. Um, I feel like maybe that's just TikTok and that audience is pretty young. Um, but I, I can't stand that narrative. And I think people are kind of racing it the, against the clock in a way that almost like does them a disservice. Yes. Um, kind of, yeah, I guess kind of beyond the, um, you know, professionals, you know, struggling to date. Um, I feel like a lot of working professionals live in bigger cities. Um, Austin, which where we are at right now is a bigger city. Um, I feel like a common theme with dating issues also happens to be that people are in big cities and it's harder to date in big cities in a sense that there's so like many options. Um, what are maybe some trends that you've noticed, like being a matchmaker in Austin, it's a bigger city. Like, what do you see as far as like big city dating that makes you know things a challenge? Um, what is a, a perk that maybe people don't realize? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say a big perk is that there are a lot of options. There are a lot of opportunities. But the downside to this is that we can, again, get in our heads and and 
start looking for Mr. or Miss Perfect, where that doesn't really exist either. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of finding that middle ground, being in the dance between not settling, Mm -hmm. but not being like pie in the sky either, Mm -hmm. but acknowledging what we bring to the table, our strengths and our weaknesses, and Mm -hmm. knowing that your perfect person just really doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Plainly put. Um, so I would say those are the perks to dating in big cities. You, you, you do have a ton of options. And can that be scary? Yes, because where do you meet them? And there's just so many people. And that means if there's a lot of people, well, a lot of them are going to be taken. And how mm-hmm. do I know? And again, easy to get in our heads. And um, I mean, I'm a matchmaker, so I'm going to revert to saying like work with a matchmaker <laughs> because it makes it takes all of that out. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, do you find that people in big cities are, are, are really picky? Um, do you ever have people come to you with, um, you know, kind of a long list of deal breakers or wants that? Um, you know, maybe I, and I hate the term delusional because nobody thinks they're <laughs> Superman, but I hear that a lot. But, um, what, what are some things that maybe you see on people's lists that you maybe tell them to be a bit more realistic about? Oh, so all the time, mm-hmm. by the way, people come and hire a matchmaker and they come with their scroll of like 30,000, I'm just kidding, not that many things, but a solid amount of things a lot of the time. And what I do, what a lot of matchmakers do at Talkify is we have them narrow it down to three. What are your top three Mm must-haves, essentially your top three deal breakers in dating? And if somebody has those three, then they deserve a chance. Do you have to marry them? Of course not, Mm -hmm. but they deserve a chance. So I work with the client to find out what is most important to them, and it varies. To some women, it is really important that he's at least five foot 11 or six feet tall or whatever their number is. I, and I'll be very transparent about this, I love to flex. I love to widen that net because the bigger the net, the better the odds. That's what I love to say because if it's a tiny net that we're casting out, we're going to have like two options and who's to say that there would be chemistry there anyway. Mm -hmm. So the wider the net or the bigger the net, the better the odds. And I do come across a lot of uh, people having these long lists of deal breakers and we say, you get three. The Mm -hmm. rest are bonus items, cherries on top. I love that. Um, what are some trends you notice? Like, what are some things that maybe people come in with and then realize aren't that important after talking to you? What tends to make people's top three? Um, you know, maybe if there's trends you notice across genders or different age groups, or if you have data to compare from like different cities, like off the top of your head, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, for women, a common one is height. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I'm four foot 11. Mm-hmm. I've had clients who are like five one, five two, and they're like, he has to be at least six foot. And I'm like, I love you. We're not doing that because you're five foot two. And I'll just quickly share this. My best friend, mm-hmm. she's five two. Mm-hmm. And two and a half years ago, I matched her with a guy who was five six. And when she started working with me, she said, he needs to be at least 5'10". I don't want him to look old. She's 33. I don't want him to look old and blah, 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 blah. I said, do you trust me? Are you willing to trust me? She said, yes. So I matched her with a guy who's five foot six was 42 and looked 42, (laughs) but solid guy. Had so many of the qualities that were actually really important. Their values were in alignment. They were in a similar place in life. They wanted to go similar places in life. Just all the big picture things lined up so beautifully. So they go on this date, she calls me after and she says, Jamie, he's nice, but I don't think this is my guy. I'm like, well, how do you know? She said, "I I just don't think he is. And I was like, okay, well, are you willing to give it the three day try? 
She says, yes, fine, I'll do it. They go on the second date. She says, it, it went well. Like, he's, he's really cool. I don't know if there's anything there, but I'm willing to give it a third try. Third date happens, fourth date, fifth date, sixth date, and now they are planning their wedding in Costa Rica. And she is madly in love with him. I mean, they are a solid team. And attraction grows over time if we allow it to. If we make the decision, there's nothing here, there won't be anything there. But if we can be open and curious and say, okay, what can unfold out of this connection? What is possible here? Possibilities will show up. That's beautiful. And I, I feel like um, because, you know, you were there as the matchmaker, you were able to kind of sell this guy on his behalf. Um, you were able to, you know, kind of talk her into like looking at what's like what really is important. And I think maybe that connection wouldn't have happened on a dating app. Maybe she would have had a filter on or something like that. And I think, you know, having kind of your own personal recruiter, your own personal headhunter to really set things up, it made something really beautiful happen. It really did. And to speak to that, she might still be single at this point. She was very resigned about dating, which a lot of people are. They get to a certain point where it just seems easier to focus on work, to mm -hmm. focus on friends or other things aside from love and dating just seems easier even if deep down inside that's what we truly desire so having a matchmaker hold someone accountable mm -hmm. to what their true intention is which is being in a beautiful fulfilling relationship totally and i feel like sometimes too like forcing people to say what their deal breakers are allowed and kind of hearing for themselves how kind of I don't, I hate the term delusion, like I said, but how maybe superficial and dumb it sounds, it kind of makes you think like, oh, why does this matter to me so much? Like having to look somebody in the eyes and say no to something. Um, I think that really kind of makes you evaluate with yourself, like, what am I actually looking for? Exactly. Like just that alone. So freaking true. Because if the question will come up and, you know, they'll say, well, I want him to be at least six feet tall. He has to be these two ethnicities and he has to make X amount of money per year and so on and so forth. And I will say, okay, is it more important that he makes X amount of money or that he's a really solid person and you have a true connection, which mm -hmm. is more important to you? And naturally, we're gonna want the connection more than we're gonna want the amount of money that he makes per year. You know? mm -hmm. Totally. What do you see kind of, you know, flip, flip the genders? Like, have you seen similar experiences with men or maybe what do kind of the men come in um, saying they're looking for? Well, height doesn't really come up for men mm -hmm. very much. There are some, you know, some men like really shorter women, some men like really taller women, and it's, it's all uh, to each their own. But I always try to encourage people to remain as open as possible, to mm -hmm. go beyond the list, to be willing to trust the process, try something new. Because reality is, if someone hires a matchmaker it's because dating has not worked for them mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the reality so we want something new mm -hmm. we don't want to go for things that we would normally go for what we normally go for clearly hasn't worked Mm -hmm. Let's try on some new shoes and see where they take us. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it totally does. <laughs> what are some things that you notice specific to Austin? I'm sure you connect with um, other matchmakers who represent different cities for Talkify. What are some things that feel like very Austin dating issues, Austin dating perks? Um, kind of what's your take on Austin dating? I Well, one thing I'll say is that I work with clients all over the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, mostly in the central time zone, which obviously includes Austin. But my clients are pretty spread out. And to answer your question, one thing that I have noticed, and I really appreciate this, especially with native Austinites, mm -hmm. is they're relatively open, mm -hmm. especially on things like politics or faith or even interests. Mm -hmm. They're really flexible and they seem, generally speaking, of course, can see things on both sides mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, which is a really valuable trait to bring to the table, especially in dating. I love that. 
Um, what are some maybe like quirks or challenges or things that maybe Austinites could learn to do differently? At least in the Talkify database, a lot of people do yoga. And like hmm. I have, which is a great thing, right? And I have one female client who lives in Austin, is from Austin. Hmm. And she's like, I don't know why so many people do yoga all the time. Interesting. Like, what's this whole trend with yoga? Like, it just seems trendy. And please, no more guys who do yoga because it's weird to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do they do they actually do yoga? Or do you ever they find... Because I sometimes feel like people on dates, they present themselves the way that they would sell themselves to their grandmother or something like that there was a joke I think about how everybody says they like hiking do people and maybe their version of a hike is you know like they do a mile walk after brunch um do people kind of oversell themselves do you feel like absolutely 100 percent, especially on their profile Mm -hmm. but I think this is the perk to having a matchmaker is you have the matchmaker's intuition and Mm -hmm. the ability and interest to ask deeper questions Mm -hmm. like I always ask what about physical fitness? Is that something that's important to you? Mm-hmm. Most people will say, yeah, I work out. And I'll say, okay, what does that look like? Talk mm-hmm. me through your fitness routine. How often do you work out? And they'll say, well, I work out like three to four times a week. And I'll say, okay, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You go to the gym or what do you do? Yeah, I go to the gym maybe once a week and go for a walk once a week. So then we get a mm-hmm. little fine-tuned on what the reality is versus what they want me to think they do. Nice. And I think that's so helpful too, because if you see like on Bumble and, and stuff, it's like, you know, what's your fitness? It's it's active sometimes, things like that. And active is something different to everybody. And I think, you know, with Talkify, you're able to get people to show, not tell. And you can kind of say like, no, this is what it means in our standards versus some people saying, oh yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm active and everyone's version of active is different. Or, you know, they list a religion and some people are more religious than others. Kind of really getting diving deep into that versus having um you know everyone's own version of these buzzwords and and terms and umbrella kind of terminology I would say yes and speaking of that like specific word active active to a 55 year old can mean that they just don't sit at home and watch tv all day Mm -hmm. active to a 25 year old could mean like I go for runs every morning and yoga in the evenings it's Mm -hmm. it's very subjective you know, everyone's versions of these different terms is different. It's helpful to have you be able to screen for these and have people really kind of evaluate for themselves, like what they're looking for, you know, what it is they do. What would you say, like, are things that people have, like qualities, traits about themselves that people maybe don't realize are a a good quality that maybe they aren't selling that you uncover um, when you do your discovery? Like, you know, oh, like, whoa, like you do this, you're good at that. Like, you know, men or women will love this and they didn't even realize it. Like, what are some things that you uncover. Yeah. A lot of my conversations with candidates is me reflecting back to them Mm -hmm. and making sure that I hear and understand them accurately. And for a lot of them, it feels really good to hear like, yeah, that is actually who I am. And Mm -hmm. I am actually a really good dad or I do really care about what I do for work Mm -hmm. because we don't blatantly say those things, Mm -hmm. but based on what they say, I'm able to create a judgment and an assessment of their work ethic or who they are as a parent or who they are as a dog owner or a a friend, a daughter, a a brother. And so I would say, I would say that, and everybody has their strengths. And sometimes that question will come up. What are your strengths? What do you really love about yourself? Or what would your best friend say about you? What does your best friend really love about you? Mm -hmm. Because we don't usually ask ourselves those questions. No, we don't. And I I think, yeah, I mean, it almost feels like a form of therapy in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and you shared a really beautiful story earlier, um, you know, a really beautiful success story. Um, do you have any other stories that um, you'd like to share? Um, I think like the audience, I'm sure will love that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. What success stories do you have? Any funny ones, anything like that? One is that, sorry, sorry um, actually just last week, a client of mine, um, she's 42 mm -hmm. and she was feeling that pressure on mm -hmm. the timeline, focused on work most of her life, like a lot of single professionals and she's having a baby oh. she sent me a picture of her and her now husband who I matched her with they're expecting a little boy and he's due early next year so that's just something that's fresh on my mind because this just happened like last week or whenever that was feels like a couple days ago but yeah there's always like miracles happening and what I love about matchmaking is that I'll work with a client They'll be on their mer merry way. They'll pause their mm -hmm. account because they're dating their person. Things are going well, but my focus is no longer on them because mm -hmm. they're paused. You know, they're doing their thing. And then, like, out of the woodworks, they'll send me an email or send me a text like, hey, just want to let you know we got engaged or we got married or we're having a baby. And it's just, it feels really good to know that I had some kind of hand in that. I don't like to take all credit. But I'll take all credit. I'm just kidding now. I don't like to take all credit, but it is good to know that I had a hand. I had something to do with that connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's beautiful. Yeah, you're, create, you're literally creating life, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, how many people or how many dates on average maybe would you say um, that people go on, uh, go on as like a Talkify client before maybe they find a, a committed relationship? Like how many different maybe first dates? Do you have like an average number of dates that you see? Um, like any statistics in that regard? I think a comfortable place to start is with a six match package. So Talkify mm -hmm. works in match packages from a client perspective Six matches is comfortable because it can take two, three, four matches, not just for the client and the matchmaker to get in alignment and really become this well-oiled machine of what they're looking for, mm -hmm. but for the client to really understand what they're looking for. Because after each date, that can shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. They can discover new things about themselves after every single date, which is actually what we want. So I would say six matches is comfortable. It's not too little where the pressure's on, not just the matchmaker, but the client too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's comfortable. It's not so many that you feel like you're burning through matches or anything like that. I think six is very comfortable. Nice. And you, and you set everything up. It's like a blind date when they walk in. Do they leave exchanging phone numbers usually, or do you um, kind of hold their hands um, a little bit through those first few dates? I personally like to hold their hand a little bit. So mm -hmm. the matchmaker only coordinates the first date. Mm -hmm. The rest is up to the client and the candidate. However, I ask that people don't exchange phone numbers on the first date because mm -hmm. it can put this, um, I guess, log in the river, if that's mm -hmm. the analogy to use. It can put this object in the middle of the room that we don't want there that can mm -hmm. take away from the flow, natural flow of the date. Mm -hmm. So when they're on the date, they will acknowledge like, this was a great time, whatever comes out naturally. And then they'll fill out the date feedback form. If mm -hmm. both people in the feedback form say, I want to see this person again, then I as a matchmaker will exchange their phone numbers. Mm -hmm. That way there's no pressure because we've all been there. You know, mm -hmm. you go on a date, they want your number and you're like, eh, 
okay, mm-hmm. but don't, don't really want to give it to you. Or you say no, and then you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. So to avoid all of that, you just don't have to deal with it. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good rule too, um, to help you get honest feedback, because then someone has the other's phone number and, and stuff like that. Um, it kind of just gives that level of protection, which I feel like a lot of women love to have as yes. they're dating, not feeling like they, they feel like they can give this feedback without feeling like they're going to get an angry text back or someone's going to look up their phone number online or something like that. That safety aspect seems huge. Exactly. And then another thing is, is that there aren't any last names that get exchanged. Mm-hmm. It's first name only. And you get the person's first name two hours before the date. Mm-hmm. So there's no room to be like, okay, they're a pediatrician, they're 34, mm-hmm. and their name's Carlos, and mm-hmm. they live in this area. Like, that's very Googleable. Yeah. So to stop people from letting their judgment get the best of them, Mm -hmm. we keep it nice and simple. You get your date's first name two hours before the date, you meet with them, and you let the rest unfold naturally. Nice. And I, I feel like that's huge because um, you do normally you would say like, oh, like kind of going in cold, like that feels kind of unsafe. But, you know, they have kind of you in place to make sure that everything does go safely. Like that mystery aspect is still romantic without that feeling of, you know, things are scary. Exactly. And everybody does go through a criminal background check, just so everyone knows, which you don't get with the dating apps. You no. really have no idea who someone is, mm-hmm. which maybe for some people that's exciting. For some people that's a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. So that's another benefit to working with Talkify or having a matchmaker. Oh, that's totally awesome. And I'm sure people are curious about the, the safety aspect, background checks. Um, you know, who is not able to be a part of Talkify? Yeah. Um, like who doesn't pass the background check? Yeah. Well, it is a criminal background check. What that exactly looks like, I, to be honest with you, don't know because I don't do do the mm-hmm. background checks and we also don't get to look at them. Mm-hmm. But uh, the trust and safety team at Talkify, if in the rare occasion that somebody isn't able to go on a date or be in the database, they'll just let us know, hey, mm-hmm. this person is removed from the database. And that's that. So we don't really know why, but it is very rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And uh, Talkify knows exactly where the first date is taking place, what time. You're the ones who have made the reservation, so you've got your eyes on it to make sure everything's safe. Yes, exactly. That's- it is a very safe, seamless process. I mean, I've been doing this for a few years, and, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't had any scary or you know, bad experiences Mm -hmm. for any of my clients. There is one thing, though, that I will say that's come up once where Mm -hmm. a gentleman said he was six foot, but he was really like 5'8 or Mm 5'9. But a lot of guys lie about their their height. I've found, I've, I've also found a lot of people, a lot of guys just don't know how tall they are. They don't like go to the yeah. doctor. And sometimes a lot of guys, they find out how tall they are by saying, oh, he says he's 5'10". And I think I'm an inch taller than him. And someone's wearing <laughs> cowboy boots because we're in Austin. Um, so I think, I feel like I give a lot of people like grace for that in that, in that sense. Yeah, um, totally. And because I think a lot of people with dating nowadays, they talk a lot about the accountability piece. Like we talked about, um, you know, safety. Um, is there kind of a, a process or system in place for, you know, say, Worst case scenario, there's somebody who is not a, a good date um, in a way that they, you know, say something rude or they make somebody uncomfortable. Um, what is there a system in place to, you know, maybe hold them accountable for that? Absolutely. So with eat, this is another reason why the date feedback form is important. Mm-hmm. Not just so that we can see what is what the quality things about this person are or what their maybe nervous tics are, but also like what was their etiquette like? Did Mm -hmm. they say anything that was really inappropriate? Did they make someone feel really uncomfortable? So each 
person, the client and the member, get to rate the date one through five and get to comment on each of those things in detail so that we know what's going on. And if it's a one or two star rated date, it mm-hmm. automatically gets pushed forward to the client success team mm-hmm. so that they can look into it a little further. Awesome. No, I, I love that. And I think when you, people talk about what they wish they had on the dating apps, it's like that accountability piece. Um, you know, is there a way to, to rate people? But then, of course, people feel like that might get like abused and stuff. So it's really good that you kind of have this system of like of, you know, like middlemen and whatnot kind of owning that process and holding people accountable. Yeah. It seems like it keeps like a good experience for everybody. Yes, it does. And to kind of put this on the court, I have a uh, have a client that. Um, he's a little older Mm -hmm. and he can sometimes interrupt people when they're talking and he doesn't really realize that he does this. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten this feedback from two women that he's been on dates with, enjoyable date, but just Mm -hmm. one thing is that he interrupted me when I was talking a couple of times. So I'm able to relay that to him Mm -hmm. and improve his dating experience and his future dates dating mm-hmm. experience. So we we do take all those comments and feedback really seriously. And it is important. It's important to the matchmaker. It's important to the person who's on the date also. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, sound, it, just, it seems like a matchmaker is, is a great option for you know, busy professionals, especially as you get older, you're doing less like going out and naturally just meeting more and more people um, than you were when you were younger. You know, if people search Talkify or they search matchmakers, they might see some other options in the form of, you know, matchmaking services. Why should someone choose, um, you know, Talkify over say, you know, some, something else? Like I feel like when also people think about like matchmaking, if it's not something from a fiddler on the roof, um, it's you know, Patty Stanger or someone like that on TV. Um, What makes Talkify different? Talkify is considered a mid-tier matchmaking company. So there are a lot of higher tier matchmaking companies like Millionaire Matchmaker and people on TV who charge a lot of times like a full year salary to work with them. And many times there are no guarantees. And obviously they're not all like that, but this is pretty average for that tier of matchmaking. And that can be a little too much skin in the game mm-hmm. when you have virtually no control over the results. Mm-hmm. And that can be really scary for some people. And so Talkify makes matchmaking relatively affordable compared mm-hmm. to some of these other matchmaking companies and matchmakers. And I will also say the quality. I've had clients, I'm not going to mention any other companies because mm-hmm. we're all on the mission to help people find love, right? And I've had some clients come to Talkify from other even mid-tier matchmaking companies that just didn't have a solid experience. Mm-hmm. And they are much happier working with Talkify because they feel like the matchmaker really listened to what they're looking for. Mm-hmm and takes it really seriously. I have a friend of a friend who worked with a singular matchmaker, high tier matchmaker, Mm -hmm. and paid her, she's a a surgeon, and paid her a full year salary and had one match. Mm -hmm. And the matchmaker's feedback on why this was her match was because they had the same color hair and no other reason. And I'm not saying that all matchmakers are like that, but that is actually what happened. And it's really unfortunate Mm -hmm. because those situations make matchmakers Matchmaking sound really bad mm-hmm. when it's designed to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do at Talkify. Yeah, I can I can only imagine you're a surgeon, you want to find love and then spend all this money for um, you know, help from a matchmaker and and then that's your results. Like that would probably make you feel like at your wits' end or something like that. And it sounds like with Talkify too, it's almost like 
you get that, um, you know, feeling of control that you might have on a dating app. It seems like y'all are very tech savvy um, in a way that, you know, you can keep in touch with Talkify relatively easily. And then, of course, you have just a wide network with just being so, so large as a matchmaking service. Yeah. And also all of the expectations are laid out. Mm -hmm. There's total, complete understanding about what to expect from your matchmaker. Mm -hmm. How often would you expect matches what does it look like to curate a match like all of these questions are answered Mm -hmm. before we really jump in with the search Mm -hmm. my intention is that my clients have total peace of mind and that they trust me because if they trust me they're going to have a good experience regardless good good yeah yeah of course like I think yeah, that this that would be a, a, a industry where results are just huge. And it seems like, you know, the results are there. I mean, you've shared so many stories about people finding their person just through you and Talkify is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, we talked a little bit about how, um, you know, people kind of watching this episode get a special code um, just to like remind everybody you're able to sign up for free with Talkify um, through this link I'm going to share. Um, you are able to enter that um, tier where you are, um, you know, kind of the, re- the recruity. Um, you get um, to be in the database with Talkify. Correct me if I'm, if I'm saying anything uh, incorrectly. Um, and I feel like that would be a good entryway if you want to kind of upgrade to having your own personal headhunter. Absolutely. Um, and what do they need? What information do they need to have in front of them when they sit down to fill out that form? Their name, which Mm -hmm. I would be very shocked if someone didn't have their name when filling out the form, (laughs) and all basic information, you know, Mm -hmm. like their date of birth, um, what you do for a living, your salary, or from whatever sources you have, you can include that in there. Um, Your zip code, we don't ask for your address, but just your zip code so we can properly match you with people in your area. And really basic things that a a normal profile would ask for. Hobbies, interests, what brings you to Talkify, what your Mm -hmm. challenges have been, dating history. I would say set set aside 10 to 15 minutes to get your profile going. It doesn't take too long, but you do want to be intentional when you fill it out. Don't just treat it like you're... Mm -hmm. Don't treat it like Bumble. Yeah, don't treat it like Bumble. Maybe be a little more intentional than that, for sure. Awesome. And, and how quickly do you hear from Talkify after um, after filling out that form? It varies. So if you fill out this form, um, the client success team will reach out to you just to welcome you on board, share other options for you, and talk about how Talkify works. And from there, it can really vary when you get set up on a date or when a matchmaker reaches out to you for a date, it can be two days. Mm-hmm. Like that's happened. I've even seen someone show up in the database, make their profile the same day that I see them. And I <laughs> reach out to them to, to set up a time to connect because they were a good fit for my client. It can be very quick. It can be a few months. It can be longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the more open you are, the bigger the net, the better the odds. So if you want to test test the waters and see what's out there, practice being open, and that's going to get you a date sooner than later. I love that. And if someone has interest in kind of the, the personal headhunter option, um, what, do, what do they then do? Are they able to, um, you know, click on the, the like an up, upgrade button? And um, are they able to, you know, maybe talk to somebody about their options before moving forward with that, get an outline of what that looks like as well? Yeah. So if they use the link, there's <laughs> an opportunity to set up a call with someone from the client success team. They'll welcome you on board. They'll chat with you about what you're looking for and really just deepen your experience and also share some options for you just so you know what they are. If you would like to have a love headhunter nice. a matchmaker. I love that. Yeah. And I, I would encourage anybody who's listening to this today to you know, give Talkify a try. I've 
seriously love this conversation today. I think um, everyone listening is really going to enjoy what they've heard. You've got a ton of fantastic information and also just really uplifting. I think there's a lot of people, especially if you go on TikTok, you see a bunch of people who are just burnt out from dating. Oh my gosh, I'm deleting the apps. Like I'm at my wits end. And it just seems like, you know, working with a matchmaker like Talkify can kind of ease people of those kind of difficulties that they're seeing with dating nowadays. So I would encourage anybody to reach out to Talkify, fill out the form, you know, why not be open? Yes, exactly. And you never know. You never know. (laughs) Like Mm. if that saying was applicable to any situation, it's, it's the love situation. It's in dating. So 100%. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much, Jamie. This has been an incredible conversation. Um, It has been an honor to have you today. And yeah, I look forward to sharing my link with my audience and um, hopefully seeing some sign on with Talkify. Yes, same. I'm super excited for people listening. And it was really awesome meeting with you, Charlotte. Thank you. Of course. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, we're going over and out.